once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello and welcome to another edition of C-Squared Podcast. This is your host, Curtis, my co-host, Aliyah, and we are here today with Lindsay Schoolcraft, uh, who is back for probably the fourth or fifth or I don't even know how many times she's been on here, but she's been here multiple times uh, over the past year, uh, done multiple seminars and other things with us too. So uh, she's just back and today she's here to talk about something I don't think we've covered with her yet. Uh, two things actually, Patreon and Image. So yeah. to start off, thank you, Lindsay, for taking the time to do it on yeah, her Christmas day. On her Christmas I, day. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so to start off, I'm going to hand the questions over to Aaliyah for the interrogation to begin. Go ahead. All right. Um, welcome, Lindsay. Um, for anybody who is not aware of uh, who you are and what you do, they can go back and listen to the previous episodes, please, because there are many of them. And Lindsay is amazing. Um, so I'm going to dive right into the questions, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, question number one is, how did you know that you were ready as an artist to start a Patreon? I wasn't. It was actually my assistant at the time who suggested it and said they would help me start the process of setting it up and I didn't know what my Patreon was going to be surrounded around. All I knew is I had almost a decade of backlogged content that I hadn't released of um, like photo shoots and image design and um, demos, uh, you know, footage of me in the studio, footage of me making things that I just never released. And I'm like, well, this is a good place to start. So I was super crazy busy during that time. Um, as you, you know, it's like, it just doesn't stop over here. And we, we took four hours every Thursday for three months to get this thing set up. So every Thursday we'd meet for four hours, we'd order in and we just get her done. And, and when I was going through my old laptop, I found a folder of um, a bunch of demos that I never completed and they, the, the, the folder was titled like I have no idea what I'm doing which was really funny but like everything in that folder was super weird and different like there's a folk song there's um electronic music there's country music there's like everything just like I was just I'm multifaceted when it comes to genres I've been influenced by so many over my career and uh progression as a writer so I was like well this is perfect um some of it is has been usable some of it hasn't been and it's totally in the bin now but um you know and that's when I realized okay I'm gonna do some kind of album uh, it's definitely inspired by what Charlotte Wessels was doing with her Patreon um I don't know how she does a song a month she is superwoman in my opinion I take three months to do a song because I really like to take my time and I have multiple other um responsibilities in my career and in my life so that's when we decided okay we're gonna do an album on Patreon and over the time it just developed in this thing and the more i'm able to sell uh sorry to share um the creative process on how to write a song all from like demos and um the music uh instruments lyrics melody writing everything the more people have hopped on and really enjoyed the experience so i wasn't ready but i did it and and my assistant at the time believe it or not is a porn star who has an OnlyFans, she's actually in the top three of OnlyFans. And she was the person who said, listen, like, it's the thing. And, and if, it, if it launches and fails, then I owe you a very expensive dinner. And well, I never got that dinner, so. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, oh, what a trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Curtis? I wanted to ask, ask a question about it. So now, do you think it will be better long run doing what you're doing versus just releasing it all as an album in one shot? Um, in regards to what, like, are you saying like well, after all the songs are done, then put out an album or single? Yeah. Trip? What are you, what are you suggesting? Well, what I'm saying is like my understanding, unless I've been misunderstanding you the whole time is you're not planning on putting this out 
as an album separate from the Patreon, are you? Or did I miss? Oh no, I am. And the patrons okay. know that, but they get the music okay. in advance, and they also get the demos. They're part of the songwriting process. They get all the behind the scenes. They get the studio footage. Like, yeah. they're getting all the mess as yeah. organized as I can possibly make it and communicate it. But you know, eventually they know that it's all going to be public in one shabam. But you know, was, I, I wasn't sure about that part. I wasn't yeah. sure about. Part yeah, on it, but it probably won't be till 2023 though just because of the pace we've been taking so okay cool so what i want so like do you think it's going to work out so that way people are more interested in the future in joining your patreon as a result of giving this behind the scenes look um yeah like the more content you have available when people sign up the more they're going to get you know what i mean but yeah. um they, there's a lot of patronage in especially in metal now like fans know what's up and they know that like without them supporting these things aren't going to happen and so far my patrons have helped me um we're on our fourth song together because sometimes they're public sometimes they're exclusive to patreon so we're on the fourth song now and they've helped me fund a music video and like if i didn't have that i would still be sitting here probably working more on hopping on everyone else's music as a singer or a harpist or a keyboardist. Um, but the fact that I've able to been follow like my path because of them is it's huge, you know, so they understand and so many people are happy to be there to support, but I do put a lot of stuff on there that is not public. So I do try to make them feel really special in return, but they get the deal. It's really cool. Fair. Um, I got one more follow-up kind of on that. So why do you think it is that people are so in just supporting people on like their artists on Patreon then just because I mean like it like it like before it seemed to be before the days of Patreon it was like pulling teeth getting people to buy an album you know what I mean and now it's like yeah. you know I've been like I'm paying I think $25 a month and I'm happily doing it just to get you know thank you what, what do you think you know what I mean I think that's like a yes and no question I think what happened before is there was the big stone wall of the record label And then now it's all in the wording when artists are like, okay, so here's the deal. We're independent. We're doing Mm -hmm. this ourselves. We need your support. Like, I'm going to be honest. I've seen in the past two years or, well, it feels like the past two years, but maybe three or four. I've seen a lot of people launch Patreons, buy me a coffee. uh, It's like KO-FI coffee, but I call Mm -hmm. it Ko-Fi because that's my dyslexia talking. Um, people have launched these things and they've like just failed, like flat out fell on their face. And the reason is because it's all about the artist being like, this is what I'm getting. But what artists forget is there's an amazing book out there called Story Brand. And it's how your fans or your customer is the hero of the story and you're just the guide. And I feel like that. And really my patrons are my heroes. They are there. And that's the thing now artists have sorry now fans have the opportunity to be the hero too yes the artist is the hero in the way of making that beautiful music that connects with everyone's souls and in a way heals them that's how we're the heroes but if the fans can be the heroes and continuing to make that happen that's amazing and that's where a lot of and i'm not being mean when i say this maybe it is tough love you've failed because you're all thinking about what you're going to get and you're not making the priority of what your fans are going to get And that's the only way people are going to care to get on board. And I have a wicked community now that they see, like, it's about communication. Like they see what they're building and they they trust me. And that's so good. Like that is like, that's success in my eyes. Like I've just, it's been an incredible journey so far. It's only been what, five to to seven. It's only been seven. Has it only been seven months? It feels like forever, but yeah, I launched in May. Yeah. It's only been seven months. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) So I'll let Aaliyah do the next question since I'm hogging right now. So fine. <laughs> so um, that that book you're mentioning is Story Brand by Don- Donald Miller, correct? Yeah, that's the one. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll recommend that to our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Can you go a little bit into um, the process of setting up the subscription tiers and what people get for each tier? And how right. you decide that, like the whole Topic. Right. So I did a lot of, I'm, I'm a researcher before I go into anything like this is where, and I'm not being again, a dick, it's just tough love. 
a lot of musicians like okay it's done putting it out don't like don't do their marketing research don't take their time to plan don't have a runway leading up leading up to any launch and i'm like well that's like you can't get mad at the world for not getting your art the way that it happened because you didn't really put in the work so i you know i went ahead and did my marketing research some good examples out there of women in metal who are killing it on patreon is um elisa whitegloss obviously who was very kind and gave me some advice which i really appreciate shout out to her and then um same with charlotte wessels and it was like these two are killing it so you know i looked at what people were willing to pay and what they were getting and i'm like okay i have to think about my input here how much energy do i want to put out in return for them paying for this and uh we were working on it for three months before we launched and during that time a lot of things that we actually had in motion um especially with the print on demand merch set up with patreon didn't happen like there was a lot of trial and error and we're like is this going to work is this not going to work and i actually don't feel like we're really i honestly haven't felt like we really got into our momentum until the six month mark which is when we did the music video because then mm -hmm. things got really serious and i was able to just be like you know what i'm okay with giving away my home demos to the top tier because they pay the most i'm okay with sitting down everyone and having them jump in on me while i write my lyrics which was extremely hard for me but everyone said that was the best experience so far and i don't i personally don't know of anyone in metal who's done anything like that on patreon yet so um i don't even remember where the original what the original question was but pretty much i think it came with like launching but it was one of those things where it was just like it took a lot of research and thinking but also like that's a thing like you can be inspired by other people but i didn't want to have a patreon like elisa or charlotte um i think it's cool what they're doing and they're being themselves i'm mm -hmm. like i have to make this my language to my fan base and i've got to make it me you got to show up authentically right so that's where i was just like okay i'm gonna be me and like this is gonna show me who my real tribe is so that's that's essentially how it happened what is the experience like sharing that um, lyric writing process with your fans? Do you feel like it's taking it away from the message that you want to tell? Yes and no, because the first song we did it on is um, it's going to come out in the spring and it's uh, slightly fantasy based and I'm doing it with a semi Celtic singer. Um, so it's like a duet. And for mm -hmm. me, it was like I wrote this thing you know, it, it came to me out of nowhere in January of this year, which feels like yesterday, but also forever ago. And right. it was like, I'm not, I like where it's going. I'm very, I think it's because I'm so chill with like the melody and the harmonies that ultimately what happens with the lyrics is like not too pressing for me. Like I did one song on there called Twin Flame and I'm like, I can't, like, this is too personal. Like I can't let anyone touch this. But during the songwriting sessions really, everyone kind of jumped in and just gave their two cents like how is this word should i choose this word or this word uh well how do you feel about this and actually one of my patrons is like a natural poet and we got talking after and they're like oh there's like poets that run in my family i'm like dude you're really good at this you should like continue to write so it's just more of like getting their feedback and being like mm -hmm. hey like they'd suggest other phrases and words i could use but ultimately and at the end of the day it's my it's my call like I get the final say in my work but they were just really happy to sit down with me for an hour and like talk about telling the story and writing lyrics and during that time I did get to kind of give them more insight onto how I write lyrics and um, there were some musicians there who are lyricists and they said they learned a lot and that's at the end of the day like all I really care about doing I, I love you know without burning myself into the ground i love relaying information that transforms people's lives so that was that felt like the ultimate i think gift or um i can't find the word at this hour but it it was like fulfilling <laughs> what makes <Yeah>. sense <laughs> sure yeah now on the flip side of that do you think that there are indicators that might point to a band not being ready to start a patreon Honestly, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people because a lot of people come to me asking me this question as musicians. Um, if you know for sure that you can get 100 people on Patreon the minute you open, even if it's just at the bottom tier, I say do it. 
but there's unfortunately some changes right now with patreon where they're charging europeans that tax and it's super expensive and i i hate because it doesn't go to me it doesn't go to patreon it goes like straight to their government in their country mainly yeah. europeans so um i recommend that uh if you don't if you don't think that like at least 100 people are going to come on board the minute you opened which i knew i could do i knew i mean i've been teetering just below it but i'm grateful regardless the fact that it's sustaining itself and that's all that matters to me um but i i honestly kofi coffee or kofi whatever it is i honestly recommend that for people who are trying to get funding and want to get into it's almost like content creation but i think it's more of like an educational experience but you know you could start with literally nothing the only way you're going to be successful in the subscription service world is if you are a damn good storyteller and you're a visionary if you do not have those things it's going to fall straight on its face because people want to come on board they want to see they want to be part of your story and you've got to have a lot of vision and you have to be ready to share that with people. You can't be like, no, it's mine. Like you got to be a sharer. That's why Amanda Palmer has done so incredibly well in this space. She is a storyteller. She's a tribe leader and she is a damn good communicator and a visionary in my opinion. So those are things to look for. If you want the greatest study of all time, Amanda Palmer. <laughs> I, I want to say something too. I, uh, I think something that's made your patreon work is your ability to communicate thanks like you said, yesterday i know how to communicate to people and you're and that's, that's oh. The <laughs> oh yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah. that, that, it's true though because like you go and you go talk to your fans and you go and interact with people and at the beginning of every single one of your streams you actually stop you ask how every person is doing yeah. most people start off with okay let's go into this and i'm done click you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Anyways. And a lot of a lot of people on those gatherings have said thanks for like asking me how I am. It's helping me be more social in this weird time. And I'm like, okay, that, wicked, cool beans. That, you know. Well, yeah. I was kind of surprised because the first time you did it, I was like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Lindsay's like asking everybody what the fuck how they're doing, and I'm like, oh no, it was totally. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna say? Wait, <laughs> You're just like, I'm here. I'm here. That's all we experience. <laughs> 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 like most people just go like they just do that as a formality you were actually interested and i'm like wait a minute he's actually asking the question here but anyways i think that's pr pretty much the reason why yours works is because you're actually interacting with people versus i don't know how charlotte does it i don't know how Alyssa does it but i haven't joined them but i'm sure they do a great job because they've yeah. they've got such a loyal following exactly mm -hmm. But anyways, I think that's a key difference with you, and I had to put pipe mm -hmm. that in there. So apologies, Elia. And I, I mean, you've talked about it a little bit before, but um, can you talk about the differences between something like Twitch and something like Patreon and why you prefer using Patreon? Oh, you know, I and I could be wrong. I actually had my first Twitch experience yesterday joining Corey on the NotFest um, stream. It was very interesting. It was very different. And... The reason I won't do Twitch is because I'm still in burnout recovery. And I feel like when you're streaming, like I feel there's this character inside of me. I don't know what her name is, but she's like a radio show host and she wants to show up and show up hard and entertain people. And mm -hmm. that's not me every day of the week. That's not me maybe even twice a month. And to have to show up and be like this character would just drain the crap out of me. Plus, and I don't mean to be rude when I say this, I'm no one's dancing monkey. I don't feel like sitting on there and people giving me like singing requests. Like, mm -hmm. no, I sing for me to make me happy. And, and you show up if you like it. And if you don't, you can leave and come back another time. Like Twitch is just not, you have to, you know, like know thyself. And I know thyself enough to be like, Twitch is not for me. I enjoy watching it and putting yeah. sing funny things in the chat. That's as far as I'll go. But yeah. I like Patreon more because it's like, I have these condensed little moments in time of my knowledge and story and um, experiences that I can put together and give as like little little packages like gifts wrapped up in um, behind the scenes um, videos and vlogs and blogs like and that is just so easy for me like yeah I have a quota every month but I've really started to enjoy doing it but yeah the idea of Twitch is just exhausting I, yeah. I I'd have to it's like 
Twitch and YouTube are kind of almost similar beasts and they are commitment, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and I am not willing to commit to those things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe YouTube, yeah. definitely not Twitch. <laughs> well, at least with YouTube, you know, you can plan your content ahead. With Twitch, it's all live. And right. yeah, I do notice that it's like the people I enjoy watching the most are the people that are super positive all the time. And yeah, I admire on. that so much. And I'm like, but how are you like that? I, and yeah. they seem genuine too. It's yeah. not fake. So yeah, I, I should I'm just be personality type. renamed instead of Twitch. It's just like extrovert.tv. Because like, <laughs> that's the type of people on there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, maybe switching to a more positive um, perspective, what is your favorite thing about using Patreon? Well, the fact that my my music's getting funded is huge because um, I I've made some mistakes in my career. I've trusted the wrong people. I've put money into the wrong things in the past, and I've also put my dreams on hold for other people. And mm -hmm. now I feel like I'm finally playing catch up. And like knowing that there are people that are there enough to care to want to fund your art is crazy. But that like every three months when I when I release that song the joy I have, like the accomplishment and the happiness and the gratitude. That's the best part. All the other stuff. I mean, I have enjoyed doing the lyric stuff, the, the writing and the lyric workshops and the behind the lyrics type stuff. It's like modern day V, v what is it? VHS behind the music. I still remember that. Song. Yeah, I think that was it. It was, I want to say it was VHS, but I think I'm oh. totally wrong. Not no, no, no. VHS. VHS is the channel. Yeah. Okay, that I didn't, I didn't, my memory remembered it right. But anyways, so I don't remember. It was on probably MTV, um, but I know there was a YMCA episode. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry, I digress. But those things, but everything else is fun. Like every time I show up to do something on there, I want to do it and I am enjoying it. Um, I have a question on on this kind of well, sort of a question on it, and also a statement is um, so. Now, how actually not really? How is this a statement, Curtis? Question. Now, with your Patreon, you do not you don't have a lot of uh, people that don't resign. You've mainly kept the same people the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. For the past seven months, there's been about twenty people who had to go, but twenty new people who showed up during that time. So it's roughly stayed the same okay so you've been you've been pretty consistent with it so how do you think you managed to keep that so consistent because most memberships usually can't do that from what i've seen well i've been honest and straightforward on what i'm giving people and i've kept up on that and that's really all it boils down to like every tier knows exactly what they're getting when they're getting it what it's going to look like and you know there was a few it, it's been interesting it is like an experiment like the first few months i'm like wow we're really trying to figure our footing out here and this is a new platform and it's work but yeah it's just clear communication telling people what to expect and delivering it that's it like anytime i've ever met anyone who's really unhappy with a patreon or buy me a coffee or uh the coffee.com whatever you want to call it i'm just going to call it ko-fi for the rest of this because that's how i see it but everyone knows what i mean um yeah people usually leave and drop off for two reasons that they're really unhappy because they're not getting the content they were promised or yep. their financial situation changed, which like, honestly, 99.9% of the people who've left, that's why they had to leave. And they're like, I still love you. They still yep. bought my Christmas merch. Like, they're just like, I can't do this. Like, I got to take care of myself. And I'm like, my, my thing in life is just like, always <laughs> take care of you first. If you cannot support me through, through this, it's okay. I'd rather know that you're like financially stable than putting yourself in debt to, to help me and I don't I don't vibe with that I don't support that so yeah. <laughs> again two-way with the support it's not all one way right yeah yeah 100 um so are, are you have you thought about doing any other tiers like cheaper or higher by chance just to try to pop it up yeah, or no? I've thought I've thought about doing the super like a one dollar tier and you get like yeah. one a month but I just haven't rolled it out. I've got to sit down and talk with my manager and see what they say. Because sure. we're actually thinking of overhauling and changing things in the new year going hmm. into 2022. But there's two things. I got to talk about it with my manager because she's brilliant. She's so smart and knows what she's doing. 
but then I also have to do some polls with the the fans on my Patreon. Like, would you guys want to see merch? How many people would be interested? Because if not a lot of people are interested, I think I'd go from the platform taking 8% to 12% to do the merch. And I'm giving up another 4% of my income and only two people want it. And it, is it, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like we don't know. So again, like I don't just jump into things quickly. I take my time and really think about it and do my research. So one more, what, if you could repeat one more time, right. How much time you spent planning and figuring out your Patreon, you said it was like four hours a week for how many or something like that. So like, regardless of what happens, I spend Monday to Wednesday doing music. It's not always mm-hmm. Patreon, but a good chunk of it's Patreon. It's also my hired session work with other artists or Antiqua, um, you know, which is not paid yet, but that's okay. Um, so I don't really track some, that's the thing. Some songs come together so quickly and effortlessly and some are like pulling teeth and you have to stay up later and lose a little bit of your sanity and especially in that three-month window it's like all right guys go time which <laughs> side note um I did tell people at the beginning when we have a group when we have a, a bunch of songs near the end I'm actually going to do an overview of how to make it a cohesive album and I might actually update some of the songs go over things change some of the instrumentation who knows but I got to be happy with it so if you think about it the songs are getting right now are kind of like first versions because what's going to end up public is going to be a second version. So that's really cool too. You're pretty much experiencing songs as they're being made and then albums as they're being made. But anyways, we were going back to what was the question again? It had to do with, oh, how many hours? So there is video editing, which um, my manager, bless her soul, does. And if I didn't have someone doing my video editing, I would not be doing this because that is A, not my forte and B, I just don't want to be, I can't be arsed. I'd rather be writing music. So um, I know it takes them about an hour. They're really quick. See, it would take me hours to do this. They're really quick. Um, so about an hour a month for the video. And then it takes me 20 minutes to plan out everything I'm posting. Like I have an air table with a checklist. So every month it's like, okay, I'm doing this this month. It takes about 20 minutes before the new month rolls over to plan out what's going to be posted. And then creating the content, I mean, it doesn't like really feel like work, so I don't keep track of it too much, but probably like I'm looking at two to four hours a month. Like it's not that bad, especially if you condense it all in one day or, you know, you do like two hours here and then two hours there or an hour here. It doesn't really take that long. And, you know, I'm all about work smarter, not harder. Like I'm about efficiency. Um, I'm doing those things on the days when I feel good and I have energy and I I don't have a foggy brain. Like I have a clear brain and clear focus so I can get it really primo content for these people. So um, to answer your question, it's like six hours a month outside of the music, but the music is something that is a fickle beast and you just can't track it. But, you know, this holiday season, there is going to be four songs this year. And I'm going to actually start the demoing process for all of them. So at least the piano is done because that's always a brain ache for me. But yeah, but then it's like, okay, the bare bones of these demos is like updated demos is ready. So then when I roll into that three month period, I have a little bit more time to like make sure it's like what I want. So and this year they they get to vote. I'm not going to say what songs are. I'm just going to describe them and they're going to vote on which one they get first or which one I should work on first, depending on the collective patreon mood so we'll see how that goes that sounds like so much fun yeah it is we try to that's the thing it's it should be fun if it's not fun don't do it (laughs) Um, are we are we done are we done on the patreon questions Aaliyah, or no uh i had one more but i have it's left my mind so okay Um, ask me if you remember it it's okay (laughs) Okay. but it looked like we were at the end that's why i do because so that's why i was doing oh, that fine. Uh, but okay. one, one last thing on the patreon so um the hangouts we talked about them for just a brief second here yeah. um i'll plug them because they're really really good so what do you plan on doing at future hangouts for people that might be listening and thinking about joining and uh stuff like that oh we just have we just hang out talk about what's going on that month check in on everyone uh, mm-hmm. i tell stories people like hearing stories of what's been going on 
you mm-hmm. know, because there's stuff that happens just on Patreon. There's stuff that happens elsewhere with my music. There's just my life in general. But like, you know, we just chat about like current events. Um, you know, I'm finally going to watch The Witcher and it seems like all my patrons have watched The Witcher. So we're going to have that to finally talk about. I didn't I got scolded and canceled from my own Patreon for not watching Die Hard. That was the last hangout. So I have to watch oh, Die yeah. Hard or else like I'm going to be kicked <clears throat> off my own Patreon. <laughs> definitely watch Die Hard. It's fun. I know. What's wrong with me? I live under a massive rock. It has a postal code. It's so big. But um, I digress. Um, Yeah. So like we just get together and have a good time. It's once a month. It's for an hour. People can ask questions. One-on-one time with their favorite rock star. Yeah. Oh, man. It's sassy. (laughs) I mean, it's not such a new concept. It's actually kind of an old concept that they've brought into the modern world. The idea that artists have to have patrons used to be a thing. Yeah. So now it's becoming more of a thing and it's a crowdfunded patron. patron. So um, I remembered my other question, Lindsay. Go for it. Um, You, um, I just wanted to ask if you could offer some like ideas or um, what type of insight into what type of content you put in your posts that's different, your Patreon post that is different from what you would post on social media? Ooh. Um, it's pretty much the same. It's just content that's different. I think okay. what I post on Patreon is a little more intimate and it's more focused on creativity and songwriting and image design. And it's just more like, they're getting the process where I feel like on social media, they're just usually always getting the end result or some kind of Monday motivation rant. Um, (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. So they get more of the steps along the way. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to ask for lyric writing advice from everyone that follows you on social media. It might be a little too uh, impersonal. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, there's like, like, I find like that trolls don't pay. So like, there's no way I'm going to do like a a live songwriting on Instagram live or Facebook and have the troll pool come over and be like, you know, so yeah, no, they're not allowed to do that to me. That's my boundary I've set. (laughs) A a fair one at that. Um, We we can move on to image if, unless there is something else you want to say about Patreon. Um, If anyone needs any advice, they can hit me up. I know it's a new world. Um, I feel like I've given away enough information, but I just, yeah, I mean, if it's something you feel you can do and you have a means to take those donations and put it towards something worthwhile, like if you're going to put one out there and be like, pay my monthly bills. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, like, no, like, like they need to know that their music is going towards something totally worthwhile and it should be your music or that content or something special you're creating so and that is a very good point because nothing turns people off more than like a beggar type thing but if it's like i'm doing it yeah i saw one that was out i'm not going to say who but i saw one that was out for like a month and it was like you'll get like you know a signed thing in the mail cool done that it goes over really well but they were trying to raise like a massive amount of money just so they could have their own little rehearsal space where they could just do their thing not talking about sharing the process and they they had zero they had a big fat zero and I'm like this is why this isn't working plus I had to dig to look for it like you weren't even advertising it so it was like ah some people there's a psychology guys there is there's a mutual exchange and if you're not making it happen that's why your stuff isn't working anyway sorry getting sassy it's late continue (laughs) bring the sass no oh, gosh don't don't <laughs> don't ask for it don't encourage it yeah bring it on <laughs> um let's move on to talking about image and if you could summarize your image evolution over the course of your uh, artistic career in a book what would the chapter titles be well mm. the, the the name of the book would be hot mess express and <laughs> um it, there'd be punk lindsay emo Lindsay, goth Lindsay, which has pretty much been me up to this point but i'd like to think i'm like the mature minimalist 
slightly Victorian, not Victorian goth now. I'm fair. That was a fairy goth mother. That's like where I've ended up. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's really fun to express yourself through hair design and, and makeup. And I love like dressing up in really elaborate, crazy outfits and expressing myself through what I'm wearing. Um, and you really have to have a knack for that and enjoy it, but it's definitely been a process. I, Curtis, I'll try to find the photo of me in high school when I had short purple hair and it was in Liberty Spikes. I think you showed me this. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. This, rings a bell. this rings a bell. Yeah. So it's been, it's been an evolution, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I always look back at those photos and it's just like, you know how people like say, oh, I was so young. I look back and I'm like, man, I thought I was so cool, but this is yeah. a train wreck, <laughs> you know, but you're doing your best, you know, and yeah image design is one of those things I either say you've got it or you don't like it's like you've got a flair and an eye for it and you understand color and design and shape or like you know there's a reason why there's so many like image like fashion designers in Hollywood because those people can sing and entertain but they wouldn't know how to like the lot of them there are like I'm sure Gaga does all that stuff and does it well but they they couldn't put together an outfit to save their lives so yeah anyways <laughs> more on that I'm sure you had more questions sorry I, I totally no that's it. fine I mean you took it to a really good place because I I was gonna ask do you have any tips for artists or bands that don't have that eye that are struggling to establish their image yeah well I mean it has to be a reflection of the music ultimately like rule number one like when you see me yeah you're gonna expect gothic metal because that's just who I am um the, the, the art and the expression that comes from me is of the flare of darkness and that's what I like to represent in my image yes sometimes there's color who cares if you do it in such a way that it's tasteful it can still be dark mm-hmm. um but that's like rule number one like if you're doing I mean some people have gotten away with it but if you're doing like death metal but you're dressed like a rapper a lot of people are going to be really confused yeah. um unless you're absolutely like rapping over that death metal but I mean to each their own um if you know it's really i always say that this is just my personal opinion and bjork is one of those people who does it very well is it's got to be like you you have this song come through or this music come through and then it's an extension of that it's just an extension of that sound and the lyrics and the story and that's that's where it starts and then from there if if this is something that you're willing to really like work on honing in on and developing a craft for it's just experimenting and in the beginning it's doing it dirt ass cheap you know and like when I was in a punk band punk's easy you can just show up in a tank top and rip jeans and nobody cares you know but then when you when you all of a sudden go over to the gothic world like I was piss broke until I joined Cradle Filth because I was putting all my money towards recording my music. So like people would hear my, my old band, Mary and the Black Lamb, which was just like a goth pop rock outfit. And I would show up in like a Care Bear t-shirt my sister got me for my birthday and like used jeans from Garage and Runners. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, well, like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to show up like, you know, full on Morticia mode every time. I want to be comfortable, but I didn't really get a chance to start to really express the way I've always wanted to look until Cradle happened. And then a lot of sponsorships came along and they're like, hey, if you wear our clothes on stage, you can keep it. I'm like, cool, because I cannot afford that. You know, so, and I'm, I know I'm the rare bear where I got really lucky in that regard, but I think like finding, just having, even if it's just like one per year, having a really epic outfit that you really put thought into you know and that's the thing like what am I to say like your expression is really how you feel like I've seen I've seen some pop artists like they got the space buns the big um big sunglasses and then they got like a big floofy polar bear looking coat you know and that's who they are that year because they're putting out dubstep whatever like it's just we we can't really do a fashion rotation like Doja Cat or like the big um superstars right now but I think starting a collection of interchangeable pieces and, you know, knowing that you're doing your best and eventually you will evolve to your final form at some point, just have fun with it, you know, Um, but 
yeah, doing a little bit of, of fashion study and color theory is, is of great help because <laughs> nobody wants you running around in like forest brown with lime green and a hint of um, navy blue. It just, I mean, that probably could work, but still. You know. That sounds like it could work. Um, yeah, <laughs> anything can work these days. This is this even the more terrifying part. But, but yeah. yeah, I'm not the authority to speak on this. You should be speaking to a fashion designer. <laughs> I well, only know one thing and one thing well, and that is darkness. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's important to talk to people who are musicians about it because a lot of musicians aren't going to be able to hire a fashion designer or a stylist. I don't even know if there are stylists for metal musicians. Like there I'm sure are, they are, but I don't know how to find them. But like, there's pretty much uh, Kim Dilla or Kyla custom wear, right? Like custom rock wear. There's a uh, Toxic Vision here in um, Toronto. She's done like Behemoth and Demu, I believe. Um, yeah, they make few. custom clothes for. They, they make do. custom clothes for artists. But I feel like the bands already know what they want. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they're like, we are this. We are this genre. We are this sound. We need something like this. Oh, Kim will do. Oh, Toxic Vision will do. You know, like. Right. there's there's quite a few I'm sure there's more and I'm forgetting them um but yeah you know but like bands have to figure out how to do it themselves a lot of times when they're just starting out and um so that's why I feel like it's relevant to speak to somebody who's done it themselves yeah um oh man it's thank you for asking that but yes it's, <laughs> it's been a journey yeah well, I, I wanted to ask you something about because yesterday <clears throat> you tweeted about uh image basically with your witchcraft tweet yeah. so uh, you want to kind of go over that a little bit because i think that had everything to do with it with image too unless i'm mistaken are we talking about which like the one where you're like oh you communicated you communicated it really well without sounding yeah. like doom yeah. and gloom and i'm like what yeah, yeah. Well, i mean that's just who i am everyone's just like you look like morticia but you show up like a big warm ball of light and i'm like cool cool beans um you know, can't be in the darkness all the time. It gets boring. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just was talking about what I've learned this year with studying witchcraft and how it's really just all energy. Um, but yeah, it's also part of my image. Like, you know, I want to be PG rated and I don't want to come across as this sharp jerk, even though I totally can if I want to. But um, I mean, if you're talking more about like there's image design and then there's like your brand you know what I mean? If we want to go on the other side of things, yeah, your your personality is your brand, your image is your brand, your reputation, don't get canceled, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's also been important to me too, but that's also because um, I could talk about this forever. You're going to turn me into Oprah. Uh, uh, I really uh -oh. have a lot of vision for what it is I want to accomplish in my life. And I think that's really important for artists to have too, is a vision, even if it's just a three to five year plan. But you have to think about your legacy. And I've always been very careful in how I've conducted myself in public because I have fans that are young children. Um, mm -hmm. So I've always been like, well, not that I've ever, ever felt the urge to, but like taking a picture of me in my bikini is probably not setting a good example for these younger fans. Um, you know, and um, I've always just tried to do things and conduct myself in such a way where... Um, there's a, there's just a level of class and elegance to it so a I don't have to like because who I am with my humor and how sassy I am you know on text on Twitter could be taken the wrong way and then all of a sudden it's twisted and I'm labeled as this this and this which yeah. isn't fair but there's a part of myself that I keep to my closest friends who know deep down inside I'm not an asshole I just have a comedic side to me yeah. um but what I put out on the internet I think it's very important to think about like to think before you type, to think before you speak, um, because, you know, you are like, once it, once it, once it clicked, it was like, oh shoot, like people care about what I say. People are following me. Like I'm a mini influencer, I guess. Uh, I'm a role model to people. Um, that's when I was like, I really have to be considerate of what I'm putting out there because I'm transforming and influencing someone else's life and their yep. creativity and their business. And it's like, I don't want to let them down. Because I know, like, if any of my, anyone I looked up to let me down, like, and it has happened, it hurts so bad. It hurts hard. And I don't want to do that to people. I want to keep people inspired and yeah. hopeful and motivated and creative. And I really have to think about, well, how am I going to do that today while still being me, while still having fun while doing it? 
Yeah, I think the I think the key thing for me is that you do very you do a very good job on uh, <clears throat> making things seem light while spooky at the same Pictures. time. <laughs> spooky uh, light. <laughs> well, it is. It, it's 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 like I mean, you're you you have the positivity, but it's still dark. I don't I don't even really know how to describe it, but you do yeah. it. Fun Halloween <laughs> vibes forever. Exactly. <laughs> while, while, while still having that warmth and the kindness there at the same time, which most people Fair. can't can't do it can't do right. Yeah, I get that. Um. Anyways, I digress, Malia. Well, you know, image is part of brand, like you said, and there's more mm-hmm. to it than just image. But um, like you said, the the image should reflect <clears throat> the the music, and so I think a lot of you know, like you can't be bothered to be video editing and um, and you'd rather work on music. I think a lot of bands rather would not would rather not think about their image, just wear what they wear and write their music. Um, so a, an easy shortcut could be, you know, just look at a band in a similar genre and kind of mimic their style. Um, is there can you think of drawbacks to just copying another band's style? Oh. or is it okay it it is and it isn't okay like if you think about it because i had this recently where someone like stole my ad copy and used it for their own patreon by just changing a few words and it's like i was just kind of like shocked i wasn't like i haven't spent any negative emotion on it but you know you have to create your own language to attract your own tribe and like my language isn't going to work for you especially if you aren't doing like Am I still here? Curtis is muted. Do you still do you still do you see Lindsay? I, I don't see Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> One second here. Okay. Hold your thought. And we are back. And we're back. I don't know. That was weird. That was too much spooky fun. There's a ghost in the machine. Um, <laughs> right. So what I was saying was just like showing up as your authentic self and you know, like adding in different instrumentation. I mean, like, I think the hardest, the hardest and the most courageous thing that you'll ever do in life is be okay with who you are, love yourself and then show up in your authentic self. But then Mm -hmm. it's like the most rewarding thing ever. And I don't think enough people do that. They think like, oh, I want to make music. So I'm just going to write like this stuff like Iron Maiden or Metallica. And like, that's enough. But it's like, why not get a little weird and experimental and maybe like start your own subgenre? You know, like, that's the thing and then you know you're coming back to like image and there are some genres where yeah like you all you expect from death and thrash guys is to just show up in their t-shirts and shorts but if you're doing like theatrical symphonic epic gothic celtic music like there, there is an image that goes along with that and we all have our own image to embrace and there's so many options with like fashion and what have you like there's so much out there that we still haven't done in metal and there's I think there's room for everyone if everyone decides to start becoming their the truest forms of themselves ultimately I want to ask do you think you could at some point pull that off like you know just show up in ratty clothes and no makeup and just do do some music or do you think that's that you've totally can't do that I wouldn't want to fair I, I like I like showing up like in this artistic form. Um, You know, the only way that would happen is if like I lost everything at the airport, I would still go on stage and nothing. I mean, well, obviously like whatever I showed up on the plane with. (laughs) Performance is the most important part, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of an open question. You know, it's it's a topic I haven't really figured out how to like, help people with so um mm-hmm. it's just an open conversation i think it's uh, yeah. been a beneficial one so far yeah totally it's always good to talk <laughs> about i think more bands should not be as scared to embrace it and know that like it takes time yep and you're not so, a poser for trying to look good yeah also no, no so we should probably wrap up pretty quick Aliyah. do you want to ask a final um I'm not sure that any either any of the questions I had listed are 
proper final questions. So sure. I'm just gonna ask a totally different one. Um, and I know you're vegan, but um, McDonald's or Wendy's? Oh, neither, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I mean, as a kid, I, I was all down for the Happy Meals. Those were sick. I still have some of my Happy Meal toys somewhere, mainly Batman and Littlest Pet Shop and uh, Barbie. Um, they're mm. kicking around in some box somewhere in storage but <laughs> yeah the happy meals like was where it was at they were definitely and that's where it ended <laughs> yeah but like these days n- no thank you n- neither I mean to be fair the the thing when I was vegetarian was Wendy's you get a chocolate frosty and you dip your fries in it that was good yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. weird thing my friend group did <laughs> it's not weird we did that that's I did that gross. Okay, I, I, that does not sound right. <laughs> anyway. Do you still eat French fries? All the time. Potato yeah. is my favorite food. Oh, <laughs> Chris, do you not like French fries? I do, but I, I'm on a diet. I haven't eaten French fries in uh, months. But, uh, Lindsay, if you had to pick the fries between Wendy's and McDonald's, there that's how she should have phrased it. That's how I should have phrased it. And that's how Wendy's. I heard it in my mind, but I didn't say I can it. actually eat Wendy's. I can't eat McDonald's because they have like beef flavoring in them. Oh, do they? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they're not vegan. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure Wendy's, Wendy's fries are vegan. That could be wrong though. Things change. Ooh, I, I didn't They had the beef thing in the, in the McDonald's then. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. So there you Bye. go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, Wendy's it is. Um, yeah. so Curtis, Lindsay- do you have a final question? I do. My final question is, Lindsay, do you have any final words that you want to uh, leave with about Patreon or image? Oh, I mean, image is a journey. It's a personal thing. And if you enjoy doing it, I just encourage you to keep having fun with it um, and document it, you know, whether it's red carpet or (laughs) not that many of us have had red carpet experiences, but music videos, photo shoots, have fun with it. Um, As far as Patreon goes, um, do your research, see if it's for you. If it's for you, go for it. Know that I went into it having no idea what I was doing. I just had the attitude of, I'm going to figure this out and make it work. And that's the best attitude that you can have with doing anything in life because we aren't born knowing everything. So get out of your head, get out of your perfectionism, leave it at the door and just get messy and go for it. And the, the thing is, is like your fans will always be forgiving whenever you screw up your true fans if someone's gonna get mad at you for like sending the wrong file or posting the wrong thing they're not your tribe they're not your people let them go there's clearly something wrong in their life and they got triggered by you making a mistake but really you know they wish them well send them along but remember just your tribe is there to support you and they will cool words of wisdom from the fairy goth mother lindsay schoolcraft And until next time, everyone, make like a bull and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.